Dan Campbell at practice, but not coaching. What gives? It's another episode of Locked On Lions. Let's do it. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody. Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a Monday, August the 22nd, and a Tuesday, August the 23rd. Final week of the preseason. The Lions will play a Sunday afternoon, late afternoon game, 4.30 on national TV on CBS in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. We got news about the lineup and who's going to play, who's not going to play come Sunday. We'll get into that momentarily here on the program. I got a lot to say about Dan Campbell today. And some things that he said and also some decisions he made today, which I think are actually very, very positive. Um, this is If you don't like Lions positivity, then to heck with you today. I'm actually going to be very, very positive. We'll do all that coming up on the show today. Also, PFF, top five and bottom five offensive and defensive players from Pro Football Focus from, from, the, from this past Saturday's game against the Colts. I've got those for you. We'll share those coming up momentarily as well. A lot to get into and discuss today. As we are brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. You can find us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter as well, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. And you can find the show on YouTube each and every day on the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button, smash that like button. Uh, I think is what the young people say. I'm not young anymore, but do it and uh, subscribe so you can watch the show uh, each and every day. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, who does a fantastic job covering the team for the Lions Wire and USA Today, is going to join us on Wednesday. We may do a bit of a crossover um, uh, in Pittsburgh this week. We'll see. The game is Sunday at 4.30. We'll play that by ear, but a lot to get to certainly this week on the program. All right, uh, first and foremost, um, Hard Knocks tomorrow night, 10 o'clock on HBO. No word yet. I'm not sure if the show is going to be featured or not. Uh, I've been in contact with them, but I have not heard anything as of yet. But something happened today, which you know, I think they're going to try to sneak in to Hard Knocks tomorrow night. The Lions practice today uh, in Allen Park. Tomorrow they're going to practice at night in pads and do their kind of last training camp Detroit versus Detroit kind of physical type practice. Dan Campbell moved it to an evening practice just to throw a monkey wrench kind of into the situation and to see if the players respond. He wants to try different things, et cetera. He tried something today and he didn't even talk about this at his media session this morning at all. And it came as a a bit of a surprise to a lot of the folks that cover the team. But today at practice, the Lions did not have a single coach in practice or at practice coaching the team. Campbell was out there walking around, but that's it. He let the team run practice on their own. It was about an hour. They were in shells, no pads, and they ran their own practice. I love that. I think that is really, really cool. It instills confidence in your veteran players that they can run practice without coaches being there. 
No, you got guys fighting for roster spots. You got to get down to the mandatory 80 players with cuts, five cuts. Lions current roster is at 85. You got to make five cuts by tomorrow at four o'clock. Do you think the previous regime, Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, that staff, would have allowed the players to run their own practice? Not a chance. Campbell's walking around today with his whistle, twirling his whistle, probably got a dip in his mouth, and not saying a word. He let the veteran players, the Michael Brockers, the Jared Goffs, run practice on their own today. I love it. I absolutely love it. It, does this mean that this team is going to win 10 games? No. Does it mean the team's going to win eight games? I don't even know about that. But again, instilling confidence in your veteran players, showing some faith in your guys that they can be professional enough to run a practice and to practice without their coaches, I love it. And it just it's something different. It's showing you got confidence in your team. You believe in your players. You believe in the veteran leadership on a very young football team. Um, I enjoyed seeing that today. I thought that was really, really cool. And you wonder if Hard Knocks is going to use that tomorrow or if they got even enough room for it because they're, they got to cover the preseason game that took place on Saturday and, of course, all the practices that the team had with the Colts last week. But I really love it. I thought it was a cool thing to read about and to hear about that there were no coaches at practice today. And, again, it energizes the team. This has been a long training camp. Preseason is long. They'll play the game on Sunday in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. And then they'll have two weeks almost without games um, before they even play the regular season opener September 11th at Ford Field against Philadelphia. So I thought that was pretty sweet that Dan Campbell did that today. Another thing about news of the day, if we want to do that. So the Lions are going to play the Steelers on Sunday at 430 on CBS. And it has become uh, pretty apparent for a lot of teams that the third preseason game is going to be backups only, not the Lions and Steelers. Dan Campbell said today to the media that he had conversation with Mike Tomlin of the Steelers, and they've determined that they want their starters out there going against each other for, a, for an entire half. So the Lions starters are going to play um, two quarters. Sunday in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Now, an important comment was made today by Dan Campbell, which resonated with me. He was asked about who's going to start at quarterback and who's going to play. Let me fix my mic, uh, camera here so I could center it. And the first thing out of Campbell's mouth today was, Jared Goff is not going to play. And I'm not going to let him talk me into playing. And, you know, I, I got to make the final call. I got to be the boss here a little bit. And that resonated, resonated with me because if you remember, Dan Campbell didn't want Jared Goff playing at all against the Falcons in the first preseason game. Goff talked his way into starting when he heard that the entire offensive line was going to be out there and all the running backs and receivers. And Campbell let him play. A little part of me was like, who's in charge here? Who's running this thing? Is Campbell the boss, or is he going to always kowtow to his players? Today, Campbell made it a point to say, Goff will not even try to talk me into this. It's not happening. He's not playing. That's important. I sometimes wonder if Dan Campbell is too close to the players and if he's too buddy-buddy with these guys. 
And for him to come out and say today, look, golf's not playing. I'm in charge. He's not talking his way into this one is important. Jared Goff shouldn't play. All right. You know what you have in your quarterback. We'll find out this season if this is going to be the future of the Lions at quarterback and if Goff can turn into the Jared Goff from the Super Bowl Rams or if it's going to be Jared Goff from the first half of last year. Um, I'm kind of hoping for a mixture of both in, as far as realistic. I think there's going to be some times we watch him drop the football and go, oh my gosh, small hands. Just He, he just doesn't take care of the football, especially when he's hit. But I also think he's going to have more success in the passing game because he's got more weapons around him. And now he has Ben Johnson and not Anthony Lynn in his ear. Question will be, will Ben Johnson be calling the plays during the regular season? What we've seen the first two preseason games is Ben Johnson's been in charge. I still think Dan Campbell's going to end up calling the plays, but we'll have to wait and see. But right now, Campbell has put a lot of confidence in Johnson, his young OC, to at least call plays for the time being. And what I liked about Ben Johnson on uh, Saturday in the win over the Colts was the aggressive nature in which uh, he called plays uh, at the end of the half. No panic. Didn't have any timeouts left. They got to the line of scrimmage. They didn't even spike the football. They ran three plays, I think, in a matter of about 20 seconds. That third play being the third down touchdown pass uh, in the back left corner of the end zone from Goff to Tom Kennedy. All right, more next, including the PFF top five and bottom five. Also, some uh, news and notes about uh, cuts and what the Lions are doing. And I want to expound on this Ben Johnson stuff. Uh, we'll do that coming up next as well. BetOnline.net, though, is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. BetOnline. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball. We're getting down the stretch here. Pennant race, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting to scores, podcasts, they got you covered. You want to keep checking in on that Lions over-under? Is it six and a half? Is it going to move up to seven for the season total of wins? The place to go and check it out is betonline.net. Head there today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, quick uh, follow-up note I want to say about the uh, Ben Johnson uh, situation in watching, re-watching the game last night because I have no life. I was in bed at like 11 o'clock and I put on uh, Bally Sports Detroit and I re-watched the game for a second time, third time actually. Um, ben Johnson running the offense. You know, it, it's interesting. You you watch the the coaching staff and you see all of the guys that played the game. Like you see Deuce Staley and Antoine Randall L and uh um uh Aubrey Pleasant and Aaron Glenn and you know Hank Fraley and you see all these guys that played the game. Now Ben Johnson, I believe, was a quarterback back in the day, but these guys all played at the highest level and they played in the NFL. And you see this kind of small guy with a hat on calling the plays and uh, running the offense. And, you know, I think the Lions offense is going to be really good this year. I do. Um, there's a part of me that's excited, especially when Jamison Williams comes back. I'm excited to see where this thing is headed and how good they can be, especially with the offensive line. But the one thing I liked about what Ben Johnson did 
in calling the plays on Saturday in rewatching the game was he never went away with what was 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 working. You know, um, the counter plays, pulling of the guards, running the football was working, and they just kept doing it. Whether it was Godwin Iguabuike breaking a, a run or two, Justin Jackson, um, uh, you know, breaking a, 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 a big gain, Jamar Jefferson, whomever it was running the football, um, did a really did a really nice job. The, and and what Johnson was doing was um, going back to it. He didn't feel like oh. I've got to see what David Blau and Tim Boyle can do. No, he sensed, Johnson did, that they wanted to break the 10-game losing streak in the preseason. They wanted to gain some momentum. They're not game-planning that much for other teams. It's the preseason. But what was working was working, and they didn't go away from it. And I love that. Craig Reynolds breaking out runs. Pull those guards. Those guards and tackles love to run block. And what have we seen over the last few years with the Lions? Forced to throw, forced to have Stafford throw 50 times. That tires out an offensive line. That group wanted to road grade on Saturday, and that's exactly what they did. So I know it's a preseason game, but I was impressed with what Ben Johnson did by sticking with what he had, Um, which I thought was good. Justin Rogers of the Detroit News, our good buddy, uh, asked Dan Campbell today about the roster and basically said you got to make five cuts by tomorrow. And where is this roster right now? And how many guys do you think, how many spots are left with what you're thinking in your mind? Now, again, you got to have a 53-man roster uh, by the start of the season, and you have to have a 10-man practice squad. Um, the Lions will certainly pluck some players off of other teams' rosters that are final cuts when we get to that point in early September. Um, But Campbell said today, and this is what Dan Campbell does, he's brutally honest. He told Justin Rogers, you know, that's a tough question, Justin. I don't know. He said about 8 to 10. He thinks there's 8 to 10 roster spots still that they know up for grabs. And maybe we'll talk a little bit tomorrow about what those roster, what the guessing game of maybe what those roster spots are. But in saying 8 to 10, that shows that this regime at least feels right now that this roster is much better than last year. Do you remember the preseason last year? There were probably 20, at this time going into the third preseason game, there were probably 20 roster spots still up in the air. Because the Lions didn't have enough good players. They were still evaluating so many different guys to figure out, are these guys NFL players? Now they feel like, There's more stability, there's more talent on the roster, and we kind of know right now where this thing stands. 8 to 10 as opposed to a year ago, I think that's pretty good. Again, I'm not ready to call them a playoff team. I still think the defense is shaky. I still think what's behind Jared Goff, if he somehow gets hurt, is shaky. Um, I think the schedule is easy enough and everything else. I think they're going to win more games. I think there were some games they left on the field last year, close games that they maybe can win this time. But nine, ten wins, no, I'm, I'm not. I still think they need more time. There's still, I need to see more. Uh, PFF grades coming up next. Want to uh, give you a little update from our friends at NHTSA. You've been hanging out with some friends. You've been putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. 
and the evening comes to an end and people start to leave and head out. You think about calling for a ride? Yeah, you live nearby, you can make it home, okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds that you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen, right? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk, and the results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads. They want to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. You're not. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, Lockdown Lions for a Monday. Thanks for making us your first listen. Thanks for joining us today as a tradition, as we did last year after each and every game. We give you the pro football focus, our friends at PFF.com, top five and bottom five Lions on offense and defense on the grading scale from PFF. Now, again, this is PFF's model. Many teams use it. I know the Lions use it. And um, so here we go. All right. As far as the top five offensive players from Saturday's 27-26 classic victory over the Indianapolis Colts, the highest graded Lions offensive player on Saturday was backup guard Logan Stenberg, who weighed in at an 82.5 grade. That's phenomenal. He had a really good game and probably boosted his chances of making the team. Tommy Kramer, the fellow guard on the right side, 82.0. Running back Justin Jackson, 81.5. Derek Deese, backup tight end. Deese Nuts, as Dan Campbell called him, 81.2. And Tim Boyle, the former Mr. August, backup quarterback, 78.3. The bottom five Lions performers on Saturday. Backup tackle Kendall Lamb got a 31.8. Backup guard Darren Paulo, 53.1. Jamar Jefferson, a 55.8. Running back, whose roster spot I think is in jeopardy. Craig Reynolds, come on, Craig, 56.4. And Maurice Alexander, kick returner for the star to the stars, 57.5. Thought he was very good in the return game, though. All right, as far as defense, uh, top five and bottom five Lions, the highest-graded Lions defender, John Kaminsky, the former Atlanta Falcon defensive end, 82.6. Uh, nose tackle, Demetrius Taylor, who's played well. I think he's earned a, earned, a, earned a job, maybe. 80.8. Eric Banks, fellow D-lineman, 79.3. Austin Bryant, the edge has been fantastic here in camp and the first two games of the preseason. He was, they only credit him with one sack. He should have had two the other day. 78.0. And a linebacker makes a top five, folks. Derek Barnes, 77.2. Bottom five Lions on defense. Cornerback Mark Gilbert. Jeez, 29.9. Ouch. That's brutal. Kirby Joseph, free safety, played uh, all 52 defensive snaps. 39.8. Not a good day for the rookie from Illinois. Chris Board, linebacker, 
Rookie corner Chase Lucas, 47.2. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, your man and mine, Jared Davis, 48.7. What do you make out of that? Look, it's the preseason. But they grade these guys. They watch the tape. And the Lions listen. All right? The other day, Campbell made it a point to talk about how uh, Stenberg and Kramer dominated, and boom, those two guys were the highest-rated uh, Lions on uh, on PFF. So those are your top five and bottom five Lions for Saturday's game against the Colts. I'm going to check in. i got to see who's doing the game Sunday for CBS. It's a national game, 4.30 start time for the Lions and Steelers. I love this matchup. I love going up against Pittsburgh and their starters. That's a nice measuring stick. No matter what the Steelers' quarterback situation is, and no matter if maybe they're the fourth-best team in their division this year, Pittsburgh always seems to be in the playoffs. They always, Even last year's Steelers team wasn't good, and they snuck in as a wild card. So I like the matchup, and I like the opportunity, certainly, for the Lions. All right, that'll do it for a Monday edition of Locked on Lions. Thanks for making this your first listen. We are back again tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, watching, and listening.